Okay, so hello everyone. Today on my first podcast on this channel, I have invited my friend Danny, who I've known for how long, Danny? F- five, six years? Going on, nearly going uh, on six years, probably. Yeah, we met before I was in Scotland. So, yeah, it's been a long, long time. It's probably 2000, 2014, 2015. 2014, it would have been, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> August, it's a long time. August, September, September, September 2014. And we're still very good friends. But um, Danny's here today to share his views on how things are. And Anyway, Danny, so start by getting off. Can you just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about you? Sure. Why like I said, the focus of this well, channel, I want to be on kind of normal people like us, and yeah, um, talk about your world. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, my name is Daniel. Um, I'm Spanish. <laughs> I'm 20. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm 25 years old, and I met Sean a long time ago, but we've been friends. Um, since then, we've remained in, in contact. And uh, so the way we met, uh, it was at the University of Akar. And uh, we met in a medieval literature class. Uh, <laughs> we sat next to each other that first day, and we've been friends ever since that first day. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my first impression of Sean was that he was a little bit weird. But then I thought he was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> And then um, I forgot to mention himself that he's a little bit weird there, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so, so, I am weird too. Aren't we all? But uh, so, tell us a little bit about your... You're doing a PhD now, Danny. Tell us a yes, little bit about that. Yes, I'm doing, I'm doing a PhD. So I, um, I studied um, English, a degree in English, uh, literature and linguistics. Then I, I studied a um, master's in Spanish language teaching, then another one. In English language teaching, and now I'm you have two you have two master's degrees. Yes, yes, I have two masters. Have you been so busy? I'm 25, and I'm only I'm only coming to the end of my first master's (laughs) now, and you're already powering through on your PhD and um, (laughs) leaving me behind. But um, (laughs) I wish you well. For for your consolation, uh, they were like one year masters, so not like the usual two years. In most, well, the one I'm doing is normally meant to be a year, but um, it's a part-time one, so it's split over two years. Okay. I'm doing English studies, so, you know, we've done from Philip Sidney, um, lots of different writers done Shakespeare's sonnets. Um, That's pretty, pretty cool. That's actually what I studied in Scotland, you know, like mm. Renaissance uh, literature. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things I'm doing now is um, it's called literary linguistics, so um, cognitive poetics and the idea of, you know, the the mental processes and the the effects texts have on you when you read them. It's it's quite a new kind of theory. It's not been, you know, it's not been done as its own field for a long time, but, you know, it's obviously always been talked about in essays and stuff, but it's like making it very clear it's this field of study now and um yeah it's quite cool i've just done just done some edgar Allan poe and um i either want to do some walt whitman 
my next work or um, there's a poem called The Cremation of Sam McGee which um, is a wonderful wonderful poem that's really interesting I mean I've, I've never heard of uh, cognitive um, poetry did you say that? cognitive po- poetics poetics okay uh, it kind of reminds me to uh, these theories of uh, literary interpretation that are based on on reader reader response you know basic that's basic that's that's the the main headline idea basically and so that's then obviously that's, uh, all the branches that um, so how tell us so Danny today one of the main topics we're going to talk about is obviously Christianity and um, the importance for for me anyway at least of having different viewpoints and not maybe not necessarily ones that are in line with your own, you know, these these viewpoints that you agree with or the ones you don't agree with, and you should always, you know, respect everyone's freedom to choose what they wish and um, to believe what they want to believe. Um, okay. As, um, so how you've, I, I, well, I know you're a strong Christian, but you must have been your whole life. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an evangelical Christian. And uh, I grew up in a church in Spain, uh, in a Christian family. Uh, but the thing is that I, so we stopped going to the church when I was seven years old. Uh, for some reason, uh, the church back then split. And uh, so we started going to another one, but pretty soon we just stopped going. And for the rest of my life, basically, I didn't really grow up with a, with an influence of with with his strongest influence, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my parents got divorced. So uh, and then my mother, she she didn't want to do, she didn't want to have anything to do with <laughs> the church or Christianity. Uh, not saying not saying that she didn't believe anymore, or that she didn't believe in God. Uh, my father, however, he remained a Christian. Um, but I don't think at the time he was very strong but like when i when i was uh 16 years old or 15 i don't don't remember um i went back to christianity well in fact i would say that i I just started you know because there was no the real beginning yeah yeah there wasn't there wasn't for me at least a solid foundation if that makes sense Mm -hmm. the kind of you're kind of obviously you're turning 16 you're becoming more emotionally aware and more aware of the world around you and um exactly yeah it's a good point in, in for you to start and um obviously it's a you know you're you're more solid in your own life you know a bit more of who you are and um you know you have you you effectively made the choice to go back so um obviously that's only going to make anything stronger yeah so the way the way i uh, process that um, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible here. Oh, Danny, it, this is an informal chat. It's um, okay. <laughs> you have yeah, but I don't want to like um, I don't know like dwell on on irrelevant information. But uh, so essentially, uh, what happened was when I was 14 years old. Uh, so it was uh, I was in in my last year of uh, mandatory high school. If that makes sense in Spain. Um, like uh, no, no, it was like high school, like the fourth year of high school. Okay. After that, you can do bachillerato, which is like two years 
and then you go to university. So 16, I would have the 1718 bachillerato. 161718. Uh yes, yes. So it was right before that. For those uh, of you who don't know, well obviously I spent time in Spain, that's where I met Danny. So um I was well my Spanish is not as good as it once was. But um it's the English equivalent of um sixth form or um High school in America. Just sorry, don't even to cut you off. Just uh, do a little uh, expl- explanation. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I I appreciate that. So yeah, basically it was um that period of my life, and I I had a very normal life in the sense that I was actually I would say I mean I wasn't famous or anything, but like in my <laughs> group of friends, I was rather popular. And uh, I just was a very ambitious person. I wanted, I wanted to be the best in everything. I wanted to be respected. I wanted to be, how do you say that? Like, just, uh, it's not appreciated, but like, recognition. Does that mean Spanish? Reconocimiento, recognition, uh, I don't know, approval. <laughs> approval. <laughs> Be, be, you wanted the uh, the validation and the approval of others. The validation, yes. I want a validation. And um, so I just wanted all this. I had a girlfriend back then. Um, it didn't last too long because I was <laughs> silly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was very mature, you know. We'll leave that open to interpretation. <laughs> yes. So basically, I was just pursuing all these things, and um, basically, there came a point in my life where all, all my plans and all my desires uh, they just didn't fulfill. If that makes sense. Mm. And so, yeah, it wasn't like a tragedy or anything, you know. But mm. I started to to realize. I started to think about, well, is this everything that life offers? Like mm. just a bunch of desires that you have. A bunch of plans that you have and you try to achieve them what happens if you don't get them i mean mm. uh, someone might say well that's life but um that doesn't answer the question of what's the meaning of life does that make sense it only, tra- it only fills the void it only you know you obviously you have this feeling of emptiness and you're trying to you know it's like a stomach and you're always hungry and you're always trying to throw food into it and it'll never kind of fill you. It'll never bring you that happiness that you so you so want. So, you know, you have to change your focus and look at the bigger picture, so to speak. Right. So that's 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 exactly what I what I started doing. I started asking questions about the meaning of life, the purpose of life, and just having a more spiritual view of everything. So I started to read a lot of New Age um, philosophy, um, the law law of attraction and all that. And obviously I had a respect for the Bible as a result of my Christian background, Mm. uh, as a result of the influence of my father. so, yeah, I started just looking into more of a spiritual answers, if that makes sense. Mm. And um, there was one time that I prayed uh, to God if I could, I prayed so that he could reveal himself to me 
mm. in a way that was yourself, no. yes exactly and uh, i wanted to know him as he really was because i i've received so many different interpretations so many different answers you know and uh, so i just didn't really know what to do what to look and a couple of months later i read the gospel of john okay. um, maybe another gospel which i don't remember maybe, maybe it was matthew i don't know okay. uh, but basically everything that jesus said in the bible i thought that it made so much sense and i have read some of the gospels probably six years before that but i i just didn't believe anything you know it was very skeptical in one ear and out the other, you're just kind of not retaining any information. Not really like that. It's just that I, I didn't believe anything. Just uh, any time that a miracle would show up, I was like, no, that didn't happen or that couldn't happen. There might have been some kind of scientific explanation for that. A coincidence, so to speak, rather than kind of what provid providence. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I just tried to, to find like a natural explanation for the healing and all that. Mm, I think that's a very good. Uh, so basically, a... what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I read uh, the Gospel of John with new eyes, if that makes sense. Mm. And I you changed, started. You, change, you changed your perspective inside of you. You change. You effectively took your glasses off and put them back on again. Give them a little bit of a clean, and um, your view was um, clear. I don't know if I just... purposefully or consciously did that. Mm. But it it just made sense to me, and and I started to to understand a lot more than I didn't <laughs> before. So you, uh, can I just say, Danny? There would you accredit yeah. that to the work of God, or would you accredit that to yourself? That kind of I would say kind of I would say now. Uh, maybe back then I just didn't know how to explain that. Okay. But I would say <clears throat> looking back. I would say it was definitely the work of the Holy Spirit, um, illuminating my my spiritual perception of of the Word of God, if that makes sense. So um, basically, and then when I got to to John chapter fourteen verse six, I think it is, when it says, uh, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me." Just, just uh, again, just a little bit slower, Danny. Just um, what? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, if you don't mind. Just I'm actually going to look up first so that I can be more precise. That's okay. <laughs> so, the um, I have I I read it, obviously when I was in Spain. We shared a little bit. You know, you showed me some 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 other gospels. I can't remember. I think it was probably that verse you probably showed me. So it's obviously very important and resonates deep inside of you. I've um obviously I messaged you a few months ago. You know I had looked through some of the the uh, Nag Hammadi scrolls, the kind of you know the Nag Hammadi scrolls that were found in Egypt. Um, kind of the gospel, the more the more Christian Gnostic texts, for example, the Gospel of Judas and the Gospel of Truth, and I found them very interesting, and I found them. Obviously, I went to an, an Anglican school, so it was more Protestant, um, and we go to church once a week. But I found myself relating a lot more with kind of the Gnostic Christian text. So personally, I would identify more of a Gnostic Christian. That's 
the the word nausea comes from Greek, um, which means knowledge. But it's um, obviously this amalgamation, this mix of Judaism, Christi Christianity, and all these different times, because most of the scrolls were probably dated to, well, post post Christ, if we can say that. Um, so, well, their authenticity, I don't really know. But, um, you know, there's the inclusion of Mary Magdalene, and um, that resonated with me on some level, especially the gospel of truth. Um, but, well, that's that's for another time, and I wouldn't really delve into that, because, <laughs> you know, it's arguable, arguable, you know, whether it can be considered kind of Christian. You know, it, it's not obviously biblical canon. And but my viewpoint was that, you know, it was discredited for, um, you know, they wanted this kind of central concept of Christianity and um, those kind of beliefs um, didn't fall into that kind of, how can I kind of say this, into that? Uh, like orthodoxy? The, yes, thank you, Danny. The, or thank you for the help there, the orthodoxy. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was kind of made heretical, you know, the people who... Um, people who preached like the, the the nausea you know this idea of the goddess sophia and all that um as heretics um so yeah that's 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 just i think i, I, think I found reason, them interesting as far as i know uh one of the main reasons why the christians in early christianity uh rejected uh gnosticism was the the idea that the idea that christ uh came as a ghost or something mm. like that you know, like he, <laughs> he wasn't fully, fully human. He was just uh, mere, like divine. You know, and he didn't really assume um, a human nature or a body. If that makes sense, because that would contradict the idea that the body, the body is bad or, or material. You know. Yeah, the matter, right? matter. That's that's, matter. Uh, that's. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there's kind of. Well, I would say that in... was one of the main. That you can you can actually even even uh, notice uh, references in the New Testament to that particular concept being challenged or or <laughs> or rejected, you know? kind of put down. Yeah. Well, you know, there's this idea in Gnost in Gnosticism, maybe Gnostic Christianity is an extension of that that there are two gods. Um, you know. One of the early ideas that arose was that the God of the New Testament and the Old Testament were two different gods. But um, you know, this idea is that um, well, you know, existed to to our days. Say that again, sorry, Danny. Uh, so that you can you can you can see that opinion um, even today. Mm. You know, well, this idea is there's the Creator God who. Um, was born of the goddess Sophia, who was an angel of God, um, and gave birth to the demiurge, as a heart, you know, part God, part human, and that the real God is unknowable and unreachable and belongs in the realm of antimatter and um, goes ag go goes against this idea of create creation as in the physical world and you know, there's kind of there's this idea that the the spirit, that the true divine, the true spirit, is locked into, is locked into this 
fleshy prison of like um, the five senses and it sounds a lot like uh, new platonism yes 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 it did come out of neoplatonism that's a, that's a good point thank you for bringing that up and um right. is this idea that you know we live we're in hell right now that because we are uh, trapped in our bodies <laughs> yes we are limited to the five senses night and right you know obviously my own personal beliefs and whatever else that kind of resonated in with me you know you said yourself you know you kind of you still have that drive now that you mentioned before you know that's one reasons why i've always really respected you um um and that's continued through but you just changed how you looked at things and you know you still kept that core value that drive and you know you just let kind of you just let it naturally guide you i think rather than you trying to force it yeah it was it was a process like um like i said before uh it all started with um re-reading the gospel of john and some of the gospels uh I, well i'm not sure if i actually read the gospel of john before but in any case uh i bumped into this verse in in John chapter 14, which is verse 6. Yeah, sorry. Verse 6, Danny. Can I just add that myself, I don't know the Gospels very well. I, I can't quote biblical verse off the top of my head. I'm aware of Genesis, Revelation, um, Thessalonians, and different parts of the Bible um, that I, I know to the point of which I'm aware of the content, but I can't quote them. So I think the fact you you know you have you have that reference at hand that you can find it like that, like very quickly. I, I really like that and I really respect that. So, you know, well, please. to be very honest, I, I am sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. <laughs> okay. That's the point. That's an informal chat. Yeah. It's, we're going to have these kind of interruptions and whatever else. Yeah, that's, that's no problem whatsoever. Yeah. So, so to be very honest, um, I don't really, know like all verses like i just know this one well probably not only this one but i know <laughs> this one. <laughs> <to me>. That's okay. <laughs> so not like i'm but yeah so basically um this is right before christ uh so jesus uh died on the cross uh this is the last supper and he's talking to his disciples and giving some kind of speech before before he's delivered to the Roman authorities. Is this during the Last Supper, Daniel? Uh, yeah, it is. It is probably afterwards. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, in the last chapters of of John, uh, he has this um, speech, and then he prays for his disciples. Disciples, sorry. And uh, at what point he says something like, "Let not your hearts be troubled." Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take, will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. So Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can, how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, 
I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So basically, sorry, I, I read a very long passage. Okay. But basically, um, when I bumped into that verse, when it says, I'm the way and the truth and the life, I realized uh, in a way for me, it was like my prayer had been answered. And I realized that if I wanted to know God as he truly was, I needed to to go through Christ, if that makes sense. I needed to believe in Christ because if I if I knew Christ, I would know the Father. So it's like his way, you know. And it all started that in in that way. And like it, it all started there. And then I just kept reading and I kept doing research and I realized <laughs> Well, this is going to be very strong. But I realized that basically... Okay, please, please, please share everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I realized that according to the Bible, um, I, I was probably going to go to, to hell um, because of judgment and all that. It's not that I was Hitler. I'm not Hitler. I've never been Hitler. But it's like I realized... Say I had lived my life apart from God. Does that make sense? Like uh, apart from God, and Separate, I had separated. Sent, yeah, 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 you know, separated. Kind of yeah, just just living in your own living in your own bubble, um, in your own little world, separate from the Word of God, from the logos. Yeah, I just didn't really think of God. You know, I like I believed. I, I think I I always believed. But I just didn't take him into account for anything really. So I just thought that if I died, if I would die at that time, uh, my evil works would lead me to um, to damnation. Okay. And I also realized that the way I could be saved from from that was through the death of Christ. So through what Christ achieved in the cross. Um, which means that... Let me look at my notes. <laughs> so it means that, that... Sorry. You access... Christ died on your behalf, so pay, pay, pay the price, pay the, do, do the sacrifice for the sins of man, so that man could finally enter the kingdom of God. If that's correct. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like uh, what it says in Romans chapter 5 when it says that, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through, the, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace, into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So it's like, well, you have that verse, and then you have, um, I think, uh, well, do you have any verses to talk about? What I'm trying to say. But now the righteousness, the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. Uh, the righteousness, 
righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So, sorry, I just read so many things. No, that's, that's okay, Daniel. You know, I just wish to say, you know, it's, you know, whether people disagree or don't have Christian beliefs or agree, it's, um, it's really nice to find, you know, passion and, um, you know, when you, obviously I'm not going to put the, um, the video on, on the podcast itself, but, um, you know, I can see you kind of light up when you kind of, uh, read it and um you know it brings that part of you alive um which you know is in all of us and makes us really special that that's what i deem from the gnostic perspective is that the spirit inside of you the the part that can never die um that's my beliefs anyway but uh when i meant to say a quick question about matthew so jesus says um i will what i will come back to you something on the lines of that yeah. Um, does is that referring to the resurrection or is that referring to the second coming of Christ? Well, that's that's a very good question. I would say, I would say uh, the idea that Christ is going to come back uh, a second time is biblical, and there is uh, abundant uh, evidence of that in the New Testament, and that's actually the topic, one of the main topics of. One of sorry, one of the main topics of New Testament eschatology and uh, revelations. Revelation. Yeah, so when you sorry. say catholicology, what can you, what can you describe that? To? Uh, I'm going to write it for you. Because maybe, maybe Catholog- I'm not. Catholicia. Catholicia. Eschatology. Oh, eschatology. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. I thought you said it means okay. to escape, escape, of escape, escaping means it refers to the theology of uh, life after death and yes. uh, the <clears throat> the after the end like the ending times yes or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah ah like the the times of the rapture and um the end of the world Arm- armageddon no? yes yeah so it refers to those two things life life after death um mm-hmm. and prophecy just like you know the end um the end of all things. <laughs> the end of all. Anyway, things. so uh, yeah, I think I think you have that on the one hand, but on the other hand, I think that in but in that particular verse that you were paraphrasing, it probably referred to how Jesus was going to show up to his disciples uh, after the resurrection. Okay. You know, because uh, in the in in the Gospels, uh, Jesus appears quite a few times after he dies and then he goes up to the father and then he's never seen again can i just just idea so mary magdalene from well i don't know her role in the bible and whichever else or the gospels but in gnostic christianity she's got quite an important role as like the divine feminine effectively um and well from some of the things I read was supposedly the proposed lover of Christ, whether that's true or not, I, I can't state. But she was the one to um, res- to go to the tomb and 
uh, pull the stone. She was the first one to see Christ, wasn't she? If I'm correct or not. Um. Well, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't know much about uh, Mary Magdalene in Gnostic Christianity, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, in terms so of the you, Bible and just the Bible says that's what So, I'm in terms of about. of the canon gospels okay. and all that, mm. I would say her role is much, much less important. Much less important. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much less important. It's fine. That's important. So. For example, yeah, she's she's uh, supposed to be one of the first women who who visit the tomb, okay. um, <clears throat> uh, along along with with uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Okay. And I don't know if if uh, there is another one. I don't know if it was. I don't know how to say this name in English. Salome. Salome. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, so she basically belongs to this group of women who were very prominent in okay. the life of Je- and the life and the ministry of Jesus in different ways. Okay. Um, the Bible doesn't really say that much about Mary Magdalene. Uh, okay. In fact, although it mentions her by name, uh, there is another character she's confused with. Uh, and the Bible doesn't really say if that's Mary Magdalene or if that's another person. Okay. So uh, the blurring of the blurring of lines. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Uh, a blurring of traditions or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you have Mary Magdalene. She's referred to. I don't know if she's referred as a maybe just a sinful woman who repented and believed in Christ. There's and then there's theories another... that I've heard that she was a prostitute. Right. So there is another. There is another woman. Who is not named, uh, and she's the prostitute. Who, who? Okay. Is, there is the, this particular passage, this particular scene where she's, she goes to Christ, mm. and she starts uh, weeping at his feet, and she starts like, how do you say that? Like uh, clean, not cleaning, like brushing his feet with his, um, with her hair, and her yes. tears. And everybody's like thinking, oh, does he not know what kind of woman this is? And he's like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is an act of worship and true repentance, you know? So throughout tradition, in tradition, um, there is the idea that this woman, this prostitute, is Mary Magdalene. Okay. But there is no, there is no clear... Biblical but evidence to back that. So it, it's just one of those things that people like. People put ideas together, and and that's one of them con- conspiracy theories. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it like conspiracy theory, but <laughs> it's just like a, just like a, I don't know, like, like maybe just people thought that it made sense for some reason. So in any case, even like we don't know. We don't know if she was a prostitute. We don't know if the prostitute was. Mary Magdalene or for someone else. In any case, uh, she was. Um, so what we know is she was she was another woman 